Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about Cobra Kai. I started watching this, and initially, the first couple times, I thought, boy, this is a little hokey, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then my daughter, Nicole, called me and said, Dad, you got got to look at it different. And um, she said, if you do, and you enjoy the, the throwback of the 80s, and the differences between uh, the different personalities of the Karate Kid. For those of you who don't know what we're talking right. about, we're talking about this series that came out on Netflix called Cobra Kai. And uh, if you're a martial artist or not a martial artist, everybody remembers Karate Kid. And it's an extension of that 40 years later. But yet, they pull it off in a, in a weird way. Um, and they have a, I guess, Steve, they have a large um, audience that a lot it of people are watching. It is huge. It's becoming a cult phenomenon because it's reaching a whole new audience, a whole new generation of people. Like you said, whether you were a martial artist or just a fan of karate back then, but then also a new generation. Some of the actors, in fact, actors and actresses that are in the new TV series didn't even see. They admitted they hadn't even seen the original Karate Kid, which is, I mean, it's so iconic. Yeah, it it's is. so iconic. Yeah. You were at least aware of some of the quotes and the catchphrases and all kinds of things, that, you know, wax on, wax off, sweep, yeah. sweep the leg, etc. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. There's so many quotes yeah. from that movie. So we thought, yeah, Steve and I thought, talked about this. Uh, wouldn't it be a cool idea to bring in a positive spin, um, which we all need, to be honest with you, and talk about some of the things that are so important when you go back 40 years to Karate Kid. What I want to do is I want to bring two of the main actors in my life, people that inspired me. One was Bruce Lee and also Mr. Miyagi. Both of them had a different philosophy in their movies. Bruce Lee, as you know, his number one famous statement was, uh, be like water. We've talked about that, yeah. Yeah, take the path Uh of least resistance. Now, if you look at that in total and try to run your life that way, um, you won't really improve. I guess the point I'm trying to make is when you use it against others in an adversarial situation or with an opponent or in your fighting skills, yes, that's the way to go. Take the path of least resistance. Find a way that is less friction. Take the way of the water. Go with the flow. Adapt. If somebody comes in your face and decides to argue with you, turn away. Step back. Take the path of least resistance. Walk away from a fight. When you're looking at an opponent or an adversary, absolutely. But if you're trying to improve yourself, you have to take Mr. Miyagi's way. And what way is that, Steve? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, he was just always on a higher level, and it was all about the mental and the spiritual and not so much the physical. He had the physical to back it up, but he was all about balance. Balance he, he, was key. He was, but it, it was the strive of balance that made it. First of all, the number one thing, what do you remember about chopsticks? Oh, the fly. The fly. Scene, now, yeah. do you know anybody that can catch a fly with chopsticks? <laughs> no. But what was he trying to do in the whole movie? He was trying to catch a fly mm-hmm. with chopsticks. Now, mm-hmm. how hard is that? almost impossible is that the way of least resistance oh by no means no what did he tell um danielson to do to wax on and wax off mm-hmm. was that the path of least resistance no not at all in fact that's what he always got annoyed about he's like when am i going to start learning karate right. what is this garbage over and over and over if you tried to do a flying front snap kick on a rowboat is that balance no no that's it's working impossible. it's impossible that's working against gravity it's working against balance to improve your skills So I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you look at Mr. Miyagi's way, life is hard work. Life is not fair. And the way you beat it, or at least find some success, is you've got to work against gravity. You have to work against resistance. So catch a fly with chopsticks. 
do a flying front snap kick in a rowboat are almost impossible sometimes to think. But if you think that way, at the end of the day, guess who improves? Well, you do. You do. Right. It, it also makes me think of uh, well, many drills you've done over the years, but like the 10-man fighting drill. Yeah. You stand in the center and basically you fight 10 people. And sometimes we've done even up to like 20 people. There's no way you're supposed to come out of that on top. It's no. a humbling experience. It's, it's humbling almost experience. impossible to be the victor, if you will. And uh, whether you know it's full contact or points or whatever it is, you can't take on 20 people that are all trained equally like you are. If they have no training, then you know, it might be a different story. But if they're all trained at your level, you can take on 20 people. So it's just a learning experience meant for many reasons. Correct. It is. And if you think about the deeper level of this process, if you want to get stronger, you drop down right now and you knock out 50 push-ups. At the end of the day, you're working against gravity. You're not going with the, the path of least resistance. But what's happening is gravity is reshaping your body. You're starting to go to 51, 55. And the next thing you know, you're up to 100. You're always going to reach for a higher goal. Mm -hmm. And as you do, your body is going to get stronger. Your body, your core, your plank, everything you do, you're going to drop your hands below your shoulders. You're going to get your head up in the air and you're going to create a better posture. That's through gravity and that's through work. Mentally, academically, you're going to have to read, write. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to work on your memory skills academics that's the way you achieve things in life mm -hmm. and when you look at your mind when you look at emotions what's the hardest thing the hardest thing to accomplish in life like for instance to take the path of least resistance emotionally is a lot of times to say my way or the highway mm. that would be the easiest thing for me to do and say hey, if you don't agree with me screw you you know what my way or the highway right. path of least resistance for myself i walk away i don't care and move on the hardest thing to achieve emotionally is to say you're sorry to somebody. Mm -hmm. That's not the path of least resistance. That's the Mr. Miyagi way. Right. To go up and say, well, you know what? I screwed up, man. Do me a favor. Just forgive me for that. You know, I won't do that again. How hard when was the last time you really did that where you actually stepped away, gave it some thought and said, you know, I'm wrong here. Right. It's interesting you say that because uh, I don't want to give any you know spoilers away if you haven't caught up or you haven't finished. And I know you're not even as far as, as I've gotten in the uh, series. I finished the end of season two. It's as far as you can go at this point. Three hasn't come out yet on Netflix. But I'll say this without trying to give out anything. The women in their life are always the ones that are a little bit wiser. They see things from a removed standpoint. Kind of goes back to what I talked about when I did the show last week by myself. I said, how if you have an accountability partner that has a, a good sense of awareness, they can help you improve your awareness. Right. And the women in both Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio, and you know his, his arch enemy, if you will, his arch rival, which was Johnny, the women in their lives – kind of point things out to them, say, guys, whoa, what are you doing here? This is ridiculous. Yeah. You need to be a bigger man. That's you're, right. You're still acting like you're stuck in the 80s, acting like kids. Right. And yeah, and I don't, I don't think Bruce Lee or, you know, Mr. Miyagi's philosophies were meant to be separate and independent from one each. I think they're meant to mesh and work together. I think that, you know, when you look at Bruce Lee and you look at his body and his performance, he was 32, I believe, or 33 when he passed away. Mm -hmm. He was a young man. And his level of achievement physically, you know that he did not get that easy. Anybody that reads Intercepting the Fist and reads all about Bruce Lee know that man worked hard. Sure. So the path of least resistance is a path of be like water, my friend. You know, be like water and flow in some ways. 
But when you're internally and externally trying to improve, it's it's Mr. Miyagi ways. Mm-hmm. It's the old man's mm-hmm. ways. He's gone through life. He's made the sacrifice. He knows that as he gets older, you start to lose, but you find better ways to win. Right. Well, again, I'm hesitant to say too much about the show itself. We're pulling from the show, relating the show to real life. But again, I don't want to give away too much about the show for those that haven't seen it. But there is a really meaningful scene and this is all I'll say, where the one the one character says, listen, you both, I can see it. Why can't you see it? That you both could really learn from each other. If there right. was a hybrid between the two of you, that would be almost the perfect person. It would almost be the perfect martial artist. It would almost be the perfect father. It would be almost the perfect partner if you could just learn from each other and step back and, like you said before, not say my way or the highway. Put your ego aside and be open to others. Yeah. So yes. it's all about balance. It is all about balance. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast. And I think it's one of the reasons why we're here. You know, I think about our eighth principle. We have 10 dojo rules, six selves, and we have eight principles. Students that are listening now, you know which one it is. And those of you that don't, it's something you have to practice. And I believe in it. Listen to the whispers before you hear the screams. We need to get to a point where we start listening to each other. Like you said, adversaries can learn as long as they can communicate and speak. You know, when you have somebody blowing their mouth off at you and they're in their face, their ears are already closed. Their mouth is wide open. Mm -hmm. Their intensity is going one way. Now, either you can walk away and find the path of least resistance or you find the vulnerability Mm -hmm. to strike if you need to. But really, to be honest with you, if it's into a, an intelligent conversation, and there's depth and opinion and you can share it, even though you're on opposite ends, you need to listen to each other's whispers before you hear the screams. Mm-hmm. Once you hear the screams, it's too late. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, take the idea of the path of least resistance. Take the idea of Bruce Lee's most famous saying, be like water, sometimes. And take the path of what Mr. Miyagi's saying, try to catch a fly with chopsticks, wax on and wax off. And try to do a flying front snap kick in a rowboat. Mm-hmm. At least even try to stand up in a rowboat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work against gravity and work against things so that you can learn and strengthen your body, strengthen your mind and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And we'll be better for it. Listen, we're talking about Cobra Kai. And yes, it is hokey. It is cheesy. There are uh, things that are just, all right, that's not realistic. That's just kind of corny. But there is so much that you can pull from it that is incredibly realistic, incredibly realistic. And it's amazing because it's taking me back almost in a nostalgic way. Uh, you know, in, originally in the early 80s, when I began training with you, that's what it was such a magical time period in my life, because that's when my karate kind of, uh, you know, life began. And then I experienced it with Daniel's son, you know, Daniel LaRusso. And now I'm getting to see it through these kids' eyes and sort of reliving it. And I'm seeing what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. I'm also seeing it from Daniel's perspective as sort of my age now. Uh, So there really is a lot you can learn from it um, as long as you take it for what it's worth. So I'm glad you gave it a second chance. I did. I did. And, you know, I think it would be fun, guys, just to, to bear with us for a couple weeks here. Let's just take a spin on this for a change and have some fun. You know, give us some feedback if you are watching it. And if you aren't, take a shot at it and give it, you know, laugh a couple times. If, you, if you're young, they seem to have a young and an older audience. It's it amazing. seems to attract all different levels. 
And uh, let's have some fun for the next couple weeks. Yeah. And let's do a spin on this Cobra Kai, but let's also learn valuable lessons that you could learn through Karate Kid and through Mr. Miyagi and through Bruce Lee. And let's have some fun with it, huh? Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.